0: You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb, Eric, and Sean. Listen in as they discuss a variety of topics. Such as their history of podcasting, some thoughts on Doctor Who, and Star Trek.
1: I'm so excited that you finally got this shit. I'm so. It's, it's... no, I mean, especially <laughs> I. It's one thing I love it for civilians, but I love it even more for for so-called film lovers.
2: Oh, it was it was you and Steve, without a doubt. It was you and Steve. I, I wouldn't. I'm
1: glad Steve was on on the on the winning team.
2: Oh, golly, yeah.
1: It doesn't make sense to not do it. It's it's just like, again, being a late adopter to Blu-rays when DVD was the standard. It doesn't make any sense not to do it if you. And I I,
2: I I intentionally bought like a, a really cheap brand element because I've never had a flat screen TV that died. I've had the bigger TVs with the TV tube die, but not a flat screen. No, as, unless somebody like broke if it. If it's got but. the
1: vision, you're fine. It doesn't matter what brand it is;
2: they're all good. And I have the Sony, the, the Sony player, the Sony DVD or Blu-ray player, uh, which, by the way, I have not had great success with Sony DVD players in the past. But oh, really. Um, Caleb, I wanted to ask you something because I, I think you're the only person other than me that I know of that has that watched these films. I, I am doing what you would call a Dario Argento a Dario Argento retrospective, Ooh. except it's not really retro because I haven't seen these films anymore. Cool. Um, so uh, I watched Suspiria. I watched that before. Rock and roll. And then I watched uh, uh, Inferno after that, which I didn't like. Me neither. Then I watched tenebrae Mm. and i loved it and now i've i've ordered phenomenon and so i go and i look up and what's this movie about a girl can communicate with insects (laughs) i i I don't i don't want to watch that Caleb. i i I just can't i guess i shouldn't spoil who the killer is but you'll
0: be shocked Okay, okay. Oh, there's a... kill. Oh, there's, so there's 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 this sort of murder mystery element where there's a killer. Okay. Yes, and Donald Pleasence is in it. It's fucking weird as shit. The 80s for Dario Argento, <laughs> I think, is a really unfortunate time. Like, there's some quality stuff mixed in with some absolute shit. Like, Dario Argento is, across the board, just a bizarre filmmaker. Like, he made some really great stuff mm-hmm. in the 70s, but from then on, just weird, weird shit. But... Uh, deep deep Red is
2: still the, the, my favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, n- not Suspiria. I, I, I prefer not to do the witch stuff, but I know in the 90s and the 2000s, he made some complete shit. Like Mother of Tears, Oof. which was the third in his... Uh, the,
0: fr- yeah. the first film of his I ever saw, actually. I saw that movie, really? and I was like, this movie's so fucking weird. Like, what is this movie? And I looked it up, and I was like, okay, like apparently he had some quality stuff, and I sought it out. And I was like, "Oh, he's actually a great filmmaker. How did he fall this far?" Because <laughs> Mother of Tears is absolute trash.
2: Mm. But he also made one in very recently, a few years ago, I think, called JALLO with uh, Adrian Brody. And I'm like, "Oh my God, really? Wow, this is this is like a 2009 update on uh, the JALLO stuff."
0: And I've not heard anything about it, so I'm assuming it's like a, No, it's so. it's it's like a JALLO in name only. Like, it, it's just not really. Like, it's kind of like a Jalo, but more like just a regular, like, mystery action movie and not good. It mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, really. No, but his 70s stuff is some excellent stuff. I mean, Bird with a Crystal Plumage. I, I think you guys cover that in a Classic Horrorcast, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like that that much the first
2: time I saw it. I really like Deep Red, though. That's. Uh, Eric, we should make you
0: watch that. Deep Red. do will watch Jensen.
1: anything. Oh, oh,
0: I'd dude. love to do it. I, I've covered a little bit of Italian horror on my podcast, and it's never gone right. Like we did, Demons. We did a commentary of it. It turned out just horrible. One of our absolute worst podcasts. And we did a commentary on Zombie Two. You ever seen that, Sean? Lucio Fulci. Uh, is that the one with different names? Is that the one
2: with the lady gets the 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 wooden uh, door spike in her eye? Absolutely, that's the one. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I, It's oh, it's been a long time ago, but I remember it being very slow for a zombie movie. It's slow. Yeah. um, But it w- it's, you know, from the 70s. And I didn't like the, one thing I remember from that movie is that uh, there's constantly, like, when they're in, I don't know if it's, Af- is it Africa?
0: Um, I don't remember where, but they go to some island place. You're talking about the music when it's like, like that kind of like. Well, they,
2: they have, like, these pounding, like, drum music in the background. Like, there's always oh, native yeah. people playing drums in the back. And, like, this is the stupidest thing. This is just not. And what's weird is that it starts off really well. Oh, yeah. But it's just so slow. It's so slow. And I still don't know how they did the shark scene.
0: Oh, that's um, that's some amazing stuff here. Yeah, that shark versus zombie. It's it's yeah. a really funny story if you know the behind the scenes where it was, like, uh, someone who did lots of shark shows. But apparently, he didn't do a good shark kind of show because he got one of his arms ripped off by of one of his sharks. What? And so, in in Zombie Two, we see a scene where the zombie rips off his arm, and they just did it because that was actually like a story of his that a, a shark bit off his arm. So,
2: <laughs> it's an amazing scene. So it was like a fake arm, and they filled it with you know like shark food, so the shark bit off because the sharks. I learned this. I can't remember where we were snorkeling, but sharks actually don't like the way people taste, yep. which is why they don't actually eat people. They'll take a bite out of you, and you taste like iron, so they'll go away. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, if you look like a you
1: learned this in Hawaii recently.
2: Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah no, it was. I think it was our, la- our first trip to Hawaii. Not this trip, but but a lot of people get attacked by sharks mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Um, because they're on those surfboards, they like but they're seals. paddling. Yeah, exactly. Which, like yeah, they look like seals or sea lions. And by the way, surfing I can get, but standing on a surfboard and using an oar or a paddle to paddle on, I don't, I don't mean, understand that. What? What is that? I don't get it.
0: But... I, I think it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like kayaking in its way, except you're standing up and maybe get a better view of the water. I, I'm not sure.
1: I don't want to interject with a non-sequitur, but I remember... You guys, you brought up uh, Dark Crystal when I couldn't speak. Oh, Um, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely,
1: Sean, the fucking Netflix series is fucking amazing. I always had those cool... I had a cool relationship with the original, I guess, like you did. Mm -hmm. And the Netflix series is fucking amazing. I'm so fucking sad and sore that that it got canceled.
0: I can't tell you. I was following that production as closely as I've ever followed any production. And the series outlived any kind of expectations that i had i was absolutely in love with it
1: it's fucking amazing yeah fuck and i was gonna say something else about something you guys were talking about earlier and i can't remember what it is now
0: if it wasn't for my girlfriend i would have canceled netflix my netflix prescription immediately after or subscription i should say i'm drunk immediately once i heard it was canceled (laughs) i was in an absolute rage so it was such an amazing series and end on a cliffhanger oh jesus christ
1: fucking amazing uh shit i was gonna say something else uh tangential to what you guys were saying about suspiria or something
0: have you seen that eric
1: no but suspiria has been on my it's been on my to watch list for like the last two or three years the original and the new version have mm. been on my list but it, it hasn't happened yet um but i will but i will
0: but for argento absolutely suspiria uh, deep red um bird of the crystal plumage uh, yeah, i've never heard of the
1: dude and I'm not familiar with any of his other works oh All really spirit, yeah.
0: yeah yeah Sean is there any other ones worth mentioning besides those three really i really like tenebrae um because that was another like slasher mystery type thing yeah it's a, I like tenebrae but I don't love it and uh oh, opera have you ever seen opera that's uh probably next after phenomena so i haven't seen it there's one moment in that movie that's like up there with his career as like a brilliant sequence. The rest of the hmm. movie... Eh. <laughs> but... Yeah, he's a weird filmmaker. I, I don't quite understand. And it, it, he worked on... Um, he wrote the script for... Uh, or worked on the script, I should say, with Once Upon a Time in, in the West. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely wonderful Western. One of my favorite Westerns. So it's strange that he never had the kind of scripts that that movie has, but... Weird. Weird filmmaker. I'm trying to remember that movie. Ugh. Sorry, now now I'm just... I'm a little drunk, so now I'm just... Uh... Came out like
1: in 97 or something. With a Jennifer Lopez. Yeah,
2: and... Uh jennifer lopez and it's actually really good i had never seen it but i then i saw it in law school because of course i went to law school in san antonio so i'm like oh i was like all immersed in mexican culture but not really i just went to the mexican h-e-b but i I literally (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah it's close to sean's old school
0: (laughs) my mommy used to love this movie it just like sparked a memory that i didn't even remember oh selena (laughs) yeah i was like i know i know that movie what is that there's a netflix series now too i
1: but my my friends from san antonio say it's whack i don't know uh they they say it's not good they say stick to the movie oh really yeah i forget what their hiccup was with it but uh
2: yeah it was a movie that i never wanted to watch because you know i don't know who she is i don't care whatever and then when i ended up watching it I was like, I'm from Chicago, okay? Like, <laughs> Michael Jordan and Al Capone, okay? But when I started watching this movie, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I could either study for my, you know, you know, like contracts exam tomorrow. <laughs> I'm from Chicago, okay? All right. Sorry. Oh. Wait, can I go on a bunny trail really quick and please include this? So, okay. So, I've been doing... I realize that there's a bunch of t- old TV shows that are on YouTube, old sitcoms that are on YouTube that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they would have like maybe eight episodes and then they would get canceled. Mm-hmm. And there's this show from 1979, 1980 called the associates. Okay. And it's basically just about a law firm. All right. And it has uh Martin short as the new associate in I can't remember her name, but she plays the mom on The Wonder Years. And there's one other guy I recognize from Murphy Brown. And their boss is, and I, ho- I hope Caleb knows who this is, Wilfred Hyde White, uh, who is an Englishman. He's like your typical old Englishman. He uh, he was in Colombo, Caleb. He was in two episodes. He was in the episode where... Um, it's the last salute to the commodore, and he plays the um, the lawyer of the dead guy. And then he's also in the other one that the, when Columbo goes to London, and he plays the butler. He also played the judge in one of the uh, Ten Little Indians remakes, and that's when I. Anyway, he lived here in the U.S. because he was evading taxes, and I'm like, oh my god, this is a really good show. And then I found another one with Bill Maher in it, where it's Gina Davis. Working in another law firm when she's with Bill Maher and Bill Maher is like this really slimy lawyer guy, but Gina Davis is like the good lawyer. And I'm like, holy shit, this stuff, this shit is actually kind of funny. This style of humor is taking me back. It's anyway that has nothing to do with insomnia, other than this is what I'm. I've had thoughts about
1: that, not Maher and 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 what's her face, Gina Davis, but I had this thought because with Pluto and YouTube and all these things and access to like shows you never knew existed and things like that i started to realize Mm -hmm. in the last year or two that it's kind of like i've heard it said about classical music um that Mm -hmm. that the only classical music we know nowadays is the stuff that was like basically the greatest hits uh or like the most the most incredible versions of the genre because which is only which only makes up like one or two percent of all the classical music Just because everything else was subpar and I remember by history. And then the same thing happens with like classic literature. We all know like the canon, but we don't know of all the in-between things that faded. And same thing happened with the older, older movies. And I've learned Mm -hmm. that's what happened with television. We all remember like the I dream of genie and the things that were kept in syndication and and repeated ad nauseum, Brady Bunch and and then there's this whole plethora of shows out there that just never got picked up or last in syndication that we just have no idea that they're just all out there and I've, I've kind of been stumbling across those myself and I find them so interesting because they're like these weird time capsules yeah
2: like I mean Gina Davis and Bill Maher when you know so weird and she's so young it's like oh my gosh this must have been before yeah I mean, whatever happened to her anyway she like did
0: like three movies and she then did that you
1: pirate movie and I think that was it
0: yeah <laughs> Island. that ruined her career I think it was Rennie Harlan <laughs> Wait, sure that Rennie wasn't Harlan. That
2: yeah. wasn't that that wasn't the one with directed by Rowan Polanski, was it? No, no,
0: no. Uh, okay, I think she married Renny Harlan. Okay. tying back to our Domin- Dominion and uh, that's just the beginning talk. I'm pretty sure she like hitched up with him and it just killed her career. Yeah, Gina Davis huh. was great for a little while there. She was in uh, yeah The Fly, League of Their Own. What was that one movie she? Is it angie's somewhere
1: like uh, there's the um what's you gonna call it going off the cliff um
0: oh thelma and louise yeah oh yeah thelma and louise yeah she was really good league of her. their own she won an oscar oh beetlejuice beetlejuice man oh i forgot
1: about beetlejuice i don't know if you guys ever saw Earth girls are easy
0: <laughs> oh i was just gonna mention i just recently I, yes. watched that oh that it's is so that funny. was oh
1: my god do you know what that movie sean <laughs>
0: I saw that
2: in the theater with my oh. mom, and the power went out in the movie theater, wow. and we had to get a refund, Thank which God. was just as well, because I, I know that Jeff Goldblum was in it, and yes. that's where they met, I think, and they got married, and Jim Carrey's in it.
1: And one of the Wayans brothers uh, is in it before he yes. became famous. Well, all of them before they became famous. And someone else,
0: too. I, I can't remember who the third alien was, but I feel like I knew him, too.
1: Marlon Brando. Oh, yeah,
0: and A Long kiss, Goodnight. night. Oh yeah. She was. Uh, that was another great movie that she was him. Yeah, but I don't know. Oh, Jim Carrey, that's it. Fuck, I, Jim yeah, Carrey yeah, is earth grocery yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. But it's no um uh, Once Bitten or whatever that movie's called. <laughs> oh yeah, which I own. <laughs> Fuck. Got that right now on
2: DVD. Is it <laughs> Wait, there's a couple of them. There's the George Hamilton one, the Nick Cage one, and the uh oh. <laughs> the uh Jim Carrey. I guess it's just that's the Jim Carrey one. Mhm.
1: Oh, it was on syndication or on television so much in my impressionable years I saw yeah, it all. The that's time. where I
0: saw it too <laughs> oh. yeah, I guess I could try. I just actually released one a little while ago. I don't know if you guys saw that.
1: What was it that you released?
0: I called it the cut bits episode. Oh nice it was a little reference <laughs> which only you would get because I'm sure I don't have much crossover with your old audience so <laughs>
1: No, I like it. I, I miss when I had the passion.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, when you had the passion. If you're interested in starting up, uh and bringing gifts again,
1: we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, we'll definitely do it. Uh, the, all the Star Trek shit is about to, just, but about to start coming out in 4K, and i do fucking for it. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm so in there. a
0: huge Star Trek kick.
1: You, have, you
0: watched um, some TNG back back in the day, right, Sean?
2: Yeah, I did. Um, I used to have them all on VHS uh, through Columbia House Video. I always
1: wanted to do that with, with the VHS. Yeah. I always wanted to, with the TOS and the TNG.
0: Sean, do you have any interest in covering any Star Trek stuff? Because me and Eric, we've talked a little bit vaguely about starting up his Star well, Trek show again.
1: I wonder about sean because he already knows i've injected quite a lot of it in in our recent collaborations <laughs> but it's just it star trek's like the bible it, it connects to everything in star wars as well yeah this
2: is this is the thing i uh, the original star trek i don't remember ever watching a single full episode and it's not because i'm repulsed by it or i hate it or anything like that i mean i watched all oh, doctor who but um <laughs> When Steve and I finished the Columbo Confab podcast, I brought that up, and he was like, no, 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 which was probably wise because there's plenty of podcasts out there. Hmm.
1: There is, and you wouldn't make any dent in the podcast uh, arena, but I think you'd get a lot of personal satisfaction out of, out of the endeavor.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So-, so that is something that I would, that I would consider doing, um, but I'm not going to edit it.
1: <laughs> well if you we have the revival then by all means we'll have you on uh,
2: yeah. I'll, i i would do it if you want either if you want to have me on
0: as a third co-host hell yeah a, 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 okay it. yeah i told eric if he wants to revive his old star trek show i'll edit it yes I do. i've been wanting to do a star trek show for years but i just i don't know for whatever reason because isaac my usual co-host has doesn't he's seen some Star Trek, but he doesn't really know anything about it. So I just kind of feel weird starting a show with him. So huh.
1: no, it's the best thing ever. But about my passion when I had the but, passion. Go
2: ahead. But that's the that's the best way to start a show is you, if you have one person who's into it and one person who's never seen a single episode. Because um, Steve and I are about to start a Murder She Wrote podcast, and he, which I would love to me... guest on. Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> as the diverse. new. I will buy that whole shit. I will buy that whole shit, and I'll play. It's the new. just bizarre,
2: and and I've got nothing but good feedback about it. And it's going to be called the Cabot Cove uh, Confab. And um, I'm so pumped. He he goes and he he watches a YouTube video. What are the best Murder She Wrote episodes? And then he turns around and he watches like two or three of them. I'm like, Steve, no! You have to watch them as we do them. You can't go and watch them on your own. It's unacceptable.
1: No, I'm t- I, I, I wanted to bring it up with the last time we were all speaking. Like, I fucking would love to be on there. Not because I have a thing for Murder, She Wrote. I've probably seen one and a half episodes my whole life. But, yeah. but in this day and age now, I'm talking about my day and age. Yeah. My age. I have this thing. It Adam Croyle got me into watching some of the Love Boats. And I never watched that back <laughs> in the day. But no, that's a perfect example. Yeah, you know? But I love watching 80s television whether I've seen it before or not doesn't matter. I just love watching that shit and looking <laughs> at it with modern eyes and that's the main reason I'd be so down with it. So, yeah, I don't want to inject myself into your podcast, but... No, I,
2: don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Wait, wait, I'm, wait. I'm so
1: salivating because I'm still... Uh, <laughs> I, I would have loved to have been on the... Um, the, 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 the uh, Yes, 100%. Because I... That's another thing. I, I used to watch them, the ones in the late 80s and the 90s, the specials. And I always liked them a lot. Uh, and then before your podcast, when they came up on Netflix or somewhere... I started watching at the beginning, and I thought, I thought, man, I really, really like these, um, even though that they're new to me. Um, and so then, when, when I knew you did it, I was like, oh man, hmm. like, oh, I just really wish I was on that.
2: What's interesting is Steve. Um, he, he before Columbo confab, he never watched or, or or read a mystery before, and so he watched a couple episodes episodes of Murder She Wrote, and he told me that he enjoys the mystery the inverted mystery in Columbo. Con fa- or in Columbo. It's like, dude, that's the only time that they do... Th- this is the only show where they do that, where they show you the murder up front. Everything else, all the other... Excuse me, all the other mystery shows, for the most part, are whodunits. You know, Agatha Christie and Praro and Miss Marple and all that, and, of course, Murder, She Wrote. So I don't know how long he's
0: going to be able to do this. Yeah, I think he'll make it. I think Columbo kind of indoctrinated him a little bit into enjoying mysteries more. Yeah, I could see it as the show went on that he would just get more and more into it. That was such a fun podcast. I fucking love that show. But
1: the passion, I figured out what it was. There was a formula to my passion when I had it for podcasting. and It was a combination of Doctor Who being at its height in my mind. um, Mm -hmm. A combination of that Mm -hmm. with my lack of anything going on socially in real life and that was like the perfect reese's peanut peanut butter cup which is why i wanted a podcast all the time because i had newfound doctor who love combined with nothing going on in real life and that made me like want to record and do all that and edit more than anything but once i started having so much more going on in real life and then combined with doctor who declining then yeah that that that's oh, it boy, right there. Man, oh, man. That was the formula for disaster right there.
0: Yeah, and how do you guys feel about the new announcements that uh, Chibnall and Jody are leaving next year? Uh, we've
1: already talked about it uh, offline.
0: Oh, the two of you? At, well,
1: yeah. the four of us. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm just I'm in hibernation mode on Doctor Who. I mean, I'll watch anything yeah. they put out, but my expectations and my love is in complete hibernation mode. And I will come out of my cocoon when something warrants it. I
2: yeah, I, I I agree. And you know, uh, I don't look forward to watching uh, the Jodie Whittaker era anymore. There's been nothing that's really impressed me, other than maybe a couple mm-hmm. episodes. Um, I was excited when Moffat, you know, you know, put the pen down and handed it to Chris Chibnall yeah. <sighs> because you know, you know, I didn't like Moffat. Because none of the stories made fucking sense. It was all style over substance. Um, but Chibnall, yeah. those stories are just... Um, I don't know, they're like... Yeah, what to call that. I don't know what to call uh, it. Yeah, I,
0: it's a special <laughs> thing. It's like, uh, I, I don't know. Whatever. It's just complete fanboyism. Like, when are we going to finally get someone some fresh blood... And I think that if I was still
2: going to conventions and I was on a panel and voiced this opinion, people would be like, You just don't, you're just, you just hate females. You hate Jodie Whitaker. You're sexist or, um, yeah. Because Erica Ensign from, uh, the Verity podcast, she would just go into conniption fits every time somebody said something bad about
0: Moffitt. Uh, I, it was a lot of people, not just her. It's very sad to yeah, see. I, I mean, you you can't have opinions about writing anymore without it being political. That's true. That's true. And and for
1: well, yeah. Well, it's and, everything. And go
2: ahead. I was going to say, with the Moffat thing, it was very, very heated. It was like Democrats versus Republicans. Um, I don't know what yep. it's like now with Chibnall because I'm not really into the fan community as much. I don't go to, uh, uh, uh you know, Reddit or whatever. And I don't go to conventions anymore. And I don't know if there is a Chibnall faction and a we don't like Chibnall faction, but yeah. I
1: think I think the tide has turned now, um, where it's the majority has become the people who don't like the era, um, because even yes. those who supported the era initially, I think even many of them have given up now. And it's not just Doctor Who. This all this happened in everything. It happened in Star Trek. It happened in Star Wars. All at the same time. It happened with Marvel. Mm. It's all happened simultaneously, and I think that the tide is just starting to turn. Like where people are like, no, I just just entertain me, but don't wrap it in everything else.
0: So, I think a lot of people at first were like, "Oh, you're against this because it's uh, the PC thing you don't like." And then once they realized, too, like, oh, no, it's actually just terrible writing. Like, everyone kind of fell in line. We're like, yeah, we just need a change with these bad writers. Like, just because they dress it up yeah. in things we politically agree with doesn't make it good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and he did bring in a lot of new writers, which I admire, but it didn't work. Yep. It didn't work.
0: Yeah, I was done with the RTD crowd and the writers for years. I stopped being invested in Doctor in 2014. With uh, Peter Capaldi, unfortunately, I just I was like the writing's just fallen off yeah. the the charts at this point.
2: Well, that that was yeah. all Stephen Moffat. I feel like oh, and uh, yeah. uh, Mark Gatiss in that one episode where it was Mark like Gatiss. oh my god, this is a piece of shit. The sleeping one, I can't. sleep no more. That was the oh
0: movie. sleep no more. Oh um, my goodness. <laughs> here,
2: uh, I appreciate that Chris Chibnall gave new blood a chance to write. But I think his Mm -hmm. choices in writers was based more on political correctness than people with talent, and I think there should have been a mixture of both. And I hate saying that. Is that true?
1: But again, this happened everywhere simultaneously, which is weird.
2: I really liked Demons in the Punjab. So yes, that's it. That's and Rosa, Rosa, and Demons in the Punjab
0: yeah i thought chibnall himself was again just like Moffat, just like rtd was a giant fanboy was like i have a very particular take on doctor who and now that i've got the reins fuck the whole continuity of the show i'm just gonna tell my particular take I'm like fuck these fanboy assholes like let's get another who is the guy at the end of the hey, era? There's a lot of
1: things i like about the rtd and Moffat era there's plenty i like
0: yeah i'm i'm a little different i've even from the start, I was against new Who in some ways. Like I'm kind of a classic Who purist, so <laughs> I might feel a little bit. Yeah, no, uh, I don't even know
1: what that means. When, uh, classic Who purist. I
0: can't stand the Doctor having romantic relationships with his companions. That just does not feel in continuity with me uh, to the rest of the show. You
2: know, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But they haven't done that in many years since the Tunnerton. Yeah, and out. it was
0: only done. I thought it was okay. Like that, it was done once. They did it in Capaldi. I don't know if you guys. I've recently been going through Series Nine. I haven't seen it since it aired, and Capaldi is weirdly obsessed with Clara in ways that makes me super uncomfortable.
1: No, he is. He is. But it's it's a different. I, I think it explores a different area, era, era, area, though, than than like the explicit uh, love connection before. And, and I'm not saying I loved it. I'm not saying I love either of them. Uh, the either relationship with the doctor, but it's different. And it's an okay exploration.
0: I don't know. His fucking like weird thing where he's like incredibly jealous of Danny Pink and like in I just watched Last Christmas a little while ago. And at the end he shows up in a room when she wakes up and he's like, Just come with me right now. Don't ask any questions. Just come with me. It's like upset. No, but you know
1: what you know what who like, you know who extends that and expands upon something like that really well? Uh, I don't think Sean watches Rick and Morty. Uh, do you, Caleb?
0: I watched the first season. So
1: Rick, oh, okay. Well, then yeah, then you definitely don't know anything about the show either. So Rick and Morty, <laughs> yes, it's a really funny, satirical, parody type of show for sci-fi across the board. And there's these wacky, wacky episodes and plots that are just completely bonkers, but entertaining at the same time. But every once in a while, they sneak in like a deep episode, like one that resonates with like real life feelings and what you're talking about like what was happening with Capaldi, doctor and whatever they explore those similar areas in some some episodes of rick and morty and i don't know it's something to think about because rick and morty again is this crazy parody comedy show but then there's these episodes like what you were just discussing about him being jealous about danny pink and rick and morty explores some of those ideas too and when they explore it right it's actually really really interesting because it's not a traditional love type thing i mean in the romantic sense it's a, it's exploring like other kinds of love uh uh like love of companionship or looking at someone like like your grandchild or your niece or something and rick and Morty does it really well too sometimes i don't know i'm just saying there's something to it and it's it's interesting to explore i guess
0: were you guys watch as a Futurama back in the day
1: yes but I didn't see like all of I mean I
0: yes but not
1: like deeply I didn't I haven't seen at all or, or a majority of it
0: yeah I only watched up to the fourth season when it was canceled but they had plenty the plenty of episodes like that where it would end and I would just be in tears because it really hit me in an emotional place
1: yeah Rick and, Mort- and see Rick and Mort- does it and you don't expect it because it's yep. such a it's something that has like such a Deadpool vibe you know, you, that you don't normally take serious. But then it does get serious sometimes and it's like, wow. There, there was an episode like that just recently. Um,
2: I was in a hotel uh, this would be a couple of years ago before the pandemic. And I watched two or three episodes and I'm like, oh my god, what am I missing? <laughs> um, but then I kind of forgot about it after that. And, but I do have the Clue game. They have a Clue game.
1: You're, about, you're about Futurama? Rick and Morty?
2: No, no, Rick and Morty.
1: Oh, I'm telling y'all, it's a fantastic show, and I, I finally got Cat on Sci-Fi Party to watch it. But it's, it's, it's like in the top three sci-fi shows of like recent, like the last five years. It it is so good. It is so much smarter than you think it is. Mm. Like it, it's potty humor with with like a genius brain behind it.
2: Mm, mm.
0: Yeah, I, I might check it out again. I, I was dating this girl who was super into it. That's why I watched the first season, and we broke up, so... <laughs> one day I might go back. And, I mean,
1: they don't even say sh- I mean, I mean, they reference everything, but, you know, they're like... You know, like, no, Morty, this isn't, like, some stupid episode of Doctor Who. Like, they'll literally just say <laughs> that shit. like outright.
0: Oh, yeah, but I'm certainly curious to see what the new season's gonna be like. If they ever fucking announce the release date. Which one? Uh, series 13. Since oh, it's that. supposedly gonna be a, a serial, the whole series. I heard. I heard.
2: I, I don't know if I like that. I hope it's like um Well as children I say there's Children of Earth. There's
1: always Peter Children. Time.
2: Earth. Yeah. Yeah, there's always Children of Earth. That's that's I mean the fo- thing that
1: nobody thought was gonna be good and then turned out to be fucking amazing. I
0: think yeah. Chibnall actually was the one behind um the Children of Earth. Like he was a script editor on that series. Oh no wait, maybe he was a script editor on the first two seasons of Torchwood. I think that's correct. He I think he was on the bad ones, so <laughs> Uh, too bad, but whoever they, I'm, I'm really looking forward to whoever they announce. I hope it's going to be good again, because goddamn, I've been excited about Doctor Who. Since,
1: like they'll come around again eventually, even if it gets canceled or hiatus or whatever. Yeah, they'll come around again eventually. That's true. That's fine. it's fine. I'm not worried about it.
0: Fair enough. But yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped about some Star Trek, Eric. I mean, I, I know that you like the new series of. Yeah, i think you said you like picard and i think you said you like
1: discovery Okay, hold on let's not get carried away <laughs> no no there are there are issues in all those new star trek series massive uh now i do like them and there's things to like about them but they are certainly flawed and they're certainly infected with whatever's infected everything lately
0: terrible writing
1: <laughs> no not that the wokeness and everything
0: oh that's the least of the word if you
1: watch the the, if you watch the news if you watch the new star trek series that have come out in the last three or four years every single motherfucking strong character is a female or
0: lgbtq it's the least of its
1: problems all the straight manly characters are all extremely flawed in some way or villains and it's, it's 100%. Does it have to be 100% that way that all the strong good characters are female and Still. all the questionable villains and, and screwed up characters are all straight males? Does it have to be 100%? I mean, we can mix it up. But does it have to be
0: 100%? Even if 100% you reversed all that, it would not solve the problems of those shows being completely out of continuity with the rest of Star Trek. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. That's a whole other story. I'm, I'm not even going to get into that. That's that's, that's why
0: weird. I can't take them. I, I watch them. I'm like how is this star trek how is this not some other fucking series
1: but it's but it's not all terrible and there are likable bits and things here and there it's just it's it's yeah it's tainted by the way things are now with everything the way star wars is even Picard,
0: i don't think picard had that problem what do you
1: mean even picard yes even picard what are you talking about
0: what was the problem there
1: (laughs) the same thing i just said if, if someone's all the strong characters have to be female by mandate
0: which ones and
1: all the flawed characters have to be male by mandate
0: i think fucking rafi or Rafi was a pretty flawed character in picard is someone dying over there sean is that the chicken scene again
1: i think, I think <laughs> this is his reaction to star Wars,
0: uh, star trek it's the chicken scene again. Sorry. Oh, I know that scene too well. Poor Cookie Mueller, <laughs> boy, oh boy.
1: <laughs> No, Picard's not terrible. It's just no, man. Oh, it's, it's, it's bad. A, it's infected by nowism. All all those shows are. It's They're all infected affected by, now-ism. by
0: fucking um, Alex Kurtzmanism. That fucking complete hack.
1: Yeah, well, I agree with that too. Or like, have you all seen how like Masters of the Universe has recently been taken apart on Netflix? I.
0: Oh, the egg, man. Where is he? Oh my god, eggs, <laughs> eggs. Oh I'm god, babs, so babs. I need eggs. <laughs> no, Eric. I'm so drunk. I'm sorry, Eric. I'm extremely <laughs> drunk, so, too. He goes, wait, wait, just I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mr. Eggman. Oh, I love you so much. I told you, I think
1: it's better on paper. I think the dialogue and script is much better on paper.
0: No, it's hilarious. <laughs> or even as an audio play, it'd be better. I'm telling you, Eric, repeat viewings. You'll You'll come around. I get it. I get it.
1: I get it. I get it.
2: And and everybody's enabling her egg problem. Like, everybody's like, oh, you can have them. Oh, it's okay. Because they're just eggs. This is $3. I still think it's
0: a euphemism. Her for expression, drugs. anytime anyone else is but... speaking, is just golden. Like, it's so funny.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry, Eric. I know you were talking about. No,
1: it's fine. Uh, so- That's something University, that I didn't same, care Master about. University, same thing. Yeah. This uh, happened recently.
0: Yeah, I couldn't give a fuck about Master the Universe. I only know it from the Dolph Lundgren film. I never watched the animated series, so I, in my opinion... Well,
1: the animated series sucks if you watch it as an adult. I was like...
0: So does the times. movie. So does the movie. But it's not
1: that. It's that they made this series and it was all hyped up. And Kevin Smith swore to the fans that he was going to keep it true to the original. And, of course, they subvert expectations in the first episode where they seemingly kill both Skeletor and He-Man. And then it turns out it's actually the Leela show. Um, It's not the He-Man show. And Leela... I'll ask
0: you this. If it was always crap, does it matter if they subvert expectations?
1: I don't know. But (laughs) uh, the hardcore fans, which is not me, um, wanted more adventures of He-Man. And that's not what they got. got, It became the Leela show by episode 2. Not only is it the Leela show, but she like sheds her own persona, her old persona. She cuts her hair. She, beca- she becomes like a little bit of a butchy lesbian, and she has a traveling girlfriend companion. Um, and yeah, of course, that's the way it goes. and, yeah, and then, all uh, the female characters are important. And uh, then,
0: then episode four, she got a child from uh, David Lockery and Mink Stole. That was a real turn. <laughs> Everyone was shocked by that episode, the Pink Flamingo. Well, people were Flamingo. pissed
1: because uh, the trailer sells something completely different. And Smith, like, he promised the fans he would keep it true. And it was Heck. a total lie. Again, yeah, I don't it, care. It, I don't care. I'm just saying it's just yet another example of the way everything is right now.
2: I, I think, you know, I, I didn't keep track of this. Steve told me about it. But if I cared, I would be pissed off because I want to see a show with He Man. And all his friends battling skeletor and all that
0: and it's it's just sort of like Kevin Smith you know laughing at everybody yeah you know, like I would uh, I, I I'm sorry I could never trust anything that Kevin Smith would do he's just a complete hack in my mind no
1: yeah. I I liked him until uh, Adam Kroll has this story a real life story what happened <laughs> when they were gonna collaborate with each other and after hearing Adam Kroll explain that situation I've never been able, been able to think about Kevin Smith the same ever since then um, i know katrina loves
2: them well what was this what, what, what was what was the story because they
1: met through you know adam just having him on one time and and they seemed to like really really click you know like their personalities and everything um, and adam had him on multiple times because uh, they just worked out you know they just clicked uh and then um uh, Kevin Smith got approached by some big TV studio in Hollywood uh, to do some kind of show, some kind of talk show or something. And um, initially, Kevin Smith, you know, contacted Aaron Coulter. He's like, "Hey, we should do this together, this little talk show." And you know, they're gonna pay—they're gonna pay us like a million bucks to do like a pilot and stuff. And Aaron Coulter's like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." Um, uh, but once they were getting into talks and inking all the contracts. I guess uh, Cameron Smith got cold feet about doing it with Adam Carolla, but he couldn't... I, he didn't... He couldn't... He tried to get out of it without explaining his true feelings or whatever to Adam Carolla. Um, and he made up an excuse or something saying, actually, they only want me to do it or whatever. Or whatever, whatever. And... Um, even though like Adam Kroll had signed the contract and everything, like he should have got five hundred thousand and Kevin Smith should have got five hundred thousand. But eventually Kevin Smith got the whole million. Um, and Adam Kroll just explained it all like it like it was like he was just saying, you know, this is what happened. We were gonna do this. Um, but Kevin Smith got cold feet and he couldn't really admit it to me. And so then he was saying that Kevin Smith because Kevin Smith was talking about it publicly on his end and he was saying like all that stuff that kevin smith said about the explanation about what happened you know that's not at all how it happened at all he you know he's just a, and I, I just trust Adam because i know he just says things how they are like he doesn't really care um and he just explained it how it was and and just that whole thing and how it all went down i think it it truly exposed like kevin smith's real character mm. um that that he is two faced, that he is a bull faced liar, um, that a lot of him is a persona, like you know it's not really the real him through and through, and so I've just never never been able to think of him the same ever since that that thing happened, um, hmm. and that's it. And I, mean, I still appreciate his old works that I like, uh, but I just he's 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 a shyster. He's a, he's a he's a dishonest person. Absolutely. I mean, that's all. That's all. That's all there is to it. Uh, but fine, whatever. I mean, whatever.
0: I I don't even think his I don't even think his older work holds up. I think you go back it was good at the time, but in retrospect it's just some complete schlock. And not in a good way schlock, but just like, wow, how was this ever good? Schlock.
1: <laughs> but I mean I get it. Completely, like people who are his fan base and his diehard fans, I I totally get it. Um uh, it's just, I just can't look at them the same, and and, and and so things make sense to me, like this whole Masters of the Universe bullshit and whatever. Uh, Again, I don't care because he is kind of stupid anyway. Yeah. But but still, whatever. Um, All
2: right. I'm falling asleep, um, so I have to go and go to bed. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll say our, our goodbyes here.
0: Well, it's good chatting with you, Sean.
2: You too, and unless
0: you guys want to keep talking until three o'clock, but I'm not going to be not till three. Yeah, me and Eric will probably keep going, but I guess I'll talk to you on Sunday. Is it Sean or is it Saturday? We'll do it on Sunday. Yes, yes, we're going to do Murder by Death. Murder by Death. That's right.
2: Sunday. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and I, I have a lot to say about that, and and Clue, which is
0: an adjacent movie. So, yeah. All right. All right. It's good chatting with you, man. See you. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.